0: Hey guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Isabel. And welcome back to another episode of Comments by Bravo. Hey, Iz. Hi, Em. Missed you so much. I was saying to Julie on the regular episode, it was almost like I forgot how to record a podcast momentarily. And once we started, I got right into it. But doesn't it feel so weird even though we were only off for a week? (laughs)
1: I was going to say it's like riding a bike, but literally right before we were recording, we were discussing how we're not the most confident bike riders. So I guess for us, it's like getting
0: back on the Pilates reformer. (laughs) I mean, for us to come back though, straight into the Kyle and Mauricio thing, we're getting no warm up. I mean, we are hitting the ground running. I
1: actually don't even know where to begin. I've been spiraling and thinking on this pretty much 24 seven. And all of you who have been listening consistently, all of my cries and upset over Kim and Croy, yes, they are true, but I'm sorry, it doesn't hold a
0: candle. This this honestly feels like my own parents. You know, that that was child's play compared to this. I mean, I do want to get into a full breakdown. We obviously have a full outline here, but I would like to spend just a minute or so on immediate reactions. My
1: immediate thought, I think that's actually a good way to frame this, is I was really thinking like, how did we get here as the media and as like Bravo fans and spectators and pop culture lovers? And it really dawned on me that this was almost like, I know it sounds crazy, but like a grassroots movement where... Someone noticed something, and it really sparked a flame through Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all of these conversations that led to eventually, as we'll see, you know, people getting a statement or someone giving them a statement. and then eventually Kyle and Mauricio having to come out and give their own statement. Like in the world of everything that happened, nothing actually happened. It was literally people making observations, putting all of the little pieces together, coming up with theories and just sort of talking that set this all aflame. And like it just kind of sparked, not out of nowhere, but it's not like there was some huge moment that happened that led to all of this. It was really because there was so much talk, it forced the conversation and it forced answers out of people, which I just think is like, it's it's so crazy and such a t- sign of the times we're in that this investigative journalism was happening from
0: people who were just investi- observing for their own good. I'm not saying it wasn't going to come out anyway, but it does feel that there was certainly some pressure based on just the amount of of public speculation and really as we'll see as we get more into this, so much of the root of this did come from little things people were picking up on on social media, which You know, as you said, is really a larger conversation about how fans in general, but specifically Bravo fans, truly do double as internet detectives.
1: Like, just if I'm Kyle and Mauricio, it's like, why this week? It could have been in five weeks from now, it could have been three weeks ago. It just sort of was like the conversation happening online this week, and it got to such a level that it was you know, mainstream news and it got everybody involved. So if I'm them, who knows what their original plan was to ever speak on this? I mean, filming for Beverly Hills wrapped only a a week or two ago. So maybe the timing had something to do with it. But again, it's not like they did something to completely prompt it or did something, posted something, said something. It just happened. And here we are. And I mean, I, I don't know where to begin Because there is so much, and if you've done any looking on TikTok, you'll see how many pieces and moving parts there are to this, but we'll do our best to sort of break it down the best we can and give
0: you, I guess, the information that we have. Yeah. And also keep in mind, we'll put in the description links to some people that are doing far more extensive breakdowns that are supplemented with visual aids and things that we can't provide on a podcast. But to say people have gone deep on this is truly an understatement. I mean, this was some FBI shit. And I guess just, you know, to backtrack for a second, just a moment of context for anyone that hasn't been following this closely. As we know, Kyle and Mauricio have been married for 27 years. They got together in January 1996. As a side note, Housewives of Beverly Hills started in 2010. And as we know, Kyle has been on since season one. So she has been on the show for the last 13 years, showing her life. And as we have seen the evolution of not only their marriage, but also the shift in their lifestyle as their wealth has continued to grow. So really, and We will get more into this, but the speculation started based on kind of a change in Kyle's social media patterns in two ways. Number one, being a little bit less vocal towards Mauricio, as we know, in the past. On birthdays, Valentine's Day, holidays, she is the first one to have these pretty lengthy expressions of love towards him. And we saw that was pulled back a little bit in conjunction, which is a totally separate thing that I know you and I are going to tread lightly when we talk about, but that in conjunction, although separate with people picking up on some social media activity with country music star Morgan Wade, more on that in a minute, but those were the two main social media things if we're putting it in that category. And just some other concrete examples of social media things people were picking up on. I know some of these may feel very minor, but they really did spark a lot of conversation. So For example, you know, their anniversary is in January. In January 2022, she posted for that. This year, nothing. Which again, under normal circumstances, would maybe not mean anything, but because of the way that Kyle's social media pattern has always been, people were very tuned into it. Also, in January, she was going on a girl's trip and everyone had their beach bags with their initials. Her said KR, when traditionally all of her stuff is monogrammed KRU for Kyle Richards Umansky. Again, may seem relatively minor, but these were the types of things that people were starting to pick up on. Also, June 25th was his birthday, and she posted just a simple story, happy birthday, which again, very atypical based on the way she would normally post for him. So then about two weeks ago, it was Kim's daughter, Whitney's wedding in Aspen. The whole family was there, all the sisters, everyone was posting together as a family, but there wasn't that specific couple content of Kyle and Mauricio, which is when if I was pinpointing it myself, just from my spot as like a social media viewer, that's when people really started to hit the ground running that, that two week ago
1: point. Yeah. I, I actually remember Looking at like I think it was her daughter Farah's videos and seeing that Kyle and Mauricio were sitting together in the second row of Whitney's wedding, and I I guess maybe that was when I was just like soothing myself, like oh everything's okay, this is all just the internet. Because I was really trying to calm myself down about it, but also there was so much focus on Kim, Kathy, and Kyle all being together, and how incredible it seemed. All of them doing karaoke at Kyle's house. Mauricio's there doing karaoke too, but. I think we were all just so happy to see them all together and all the kids together that it took a little bit maybe of pressure and eyeballs off that situation because, yeah, maybe they weren't posting together, but like they posted a family picture. It's not that weird that they're not standing next to each other. They have a big family. So that definitely was the turning point, though, because a lot of people were talking about it and then the wedding happened and it was just all
0: eyes on them. Right. So then on Monday, July 3rd, this is a report from people. Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky have separated after 27 years of marriage, exclusive. A source close to the pair tells people, Kyle and Mauricio have been separated for a while now, but are still living under the same roof. They remain amicable as they figure out what's next for them and their family. Which, I mean, that was a massive deal because a statement like this doesn't get released by people if there is not some validity to it. So, A day later on Tuesday, Kyle and Mauricio post a joint statement on Instagram with the comments turned off that says, in regards to the news that came out about us today, any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we've had a rough year, the most challenging one of our marriage, but we both love and respect each other tremendously. There's been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. Although we are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through our issues privately. While it may be entertaining to speculate, please do not create false stories to fit a further salacious narrative. Thank you for the love and support, Kyle and Mauricio ok, do you want to pause for a second?
1: <laughs> like, I do because I've read this so many times. And, yes, I was shocked that they said anything at all because to me, saying something like gives it power. But I do agree with you, people, especially Dave Quinn, are not publishing something that's not from a source that is like ironclad and hundred percent in their eyes true. This statement there's just so much here to break down because, they're saying like that they're not divorcing specifically. Not that they're separating or anything is different in their marriage. I was really hyper-focused on that they've had a rough year and the most challenging year of their marriage. And I want to get into that more and why and what's going on. Because in my mind, again, maybe I was naive. Maybe I was just trying to protect myself. But I was like, there's just no way. And it's either true or there's no way and they're just laughing at everybody like, this is so crazy. We're Kyle and Mauricio. Of course, everything is fine. So I think that opens up a lot of questions now for people who live in the public eye of why was it the most challenging of our marriage? And that's something I think, you know, she's putting it out there. Maybe it's not on the season of Beverly Hills, but Andy would ask it at a reunion or someone in their next interview. It's it's sort of like, a it's giving us a little bit and we always get everything from them.
0: But but here is my question just about that one statement, because I, I do want to dive deep in a few minutes to like, really, if you were to ask us what we think is going on, even though who the fuck are we in the scheme of things. But in just regards to this one statement, I think it is very intentional that she specifically denied the divorce allegations, which just to clarify, that is not what the initial people report said. The initial people report said separation. It was after that, that other news outlets started saying the word divorce. but there's no part here in which she denies a separation. And to me, I found that to be very telling because I actually felt that it was almost a form of confirmation that the separation probably is happening. I mean, I have more thoughts on that we can get into in a minute, but yes, to not break down every inch of this statement would be a mistake because I do think you can really read between the lines here.
1: I also think it gives a little bit of acknowledgement to The stories, i.e., some stuff we'll get into and some stuff we've touched on, that they're saying, you know, it's fun to speculate, but there's no false narrative, and that there was no wrongdoing on anyone's part. Like, yes, that shuts it down, but I also think it shows, like, they they see exactly what everybody is saying, and they don't want that to be it. Whether because you know what, maybe people are right, or maybe people are wrong.
0: Well, as a total side note, this is really not Kyle and Mauricio specific. That as a concept is something I feel like we always talk about, not just with Bravo, really with any celebrity story. When something like this happens and it is going so viral on TikTok, on Twitter, I mean, everyone is in deep on these theories. We always wonder are they seeing this? Like, are they seeing this in the way that we are? And if so, are they ever going to respond to it? And this, although a very, very kind of benign form, this was Kyle's way of saying, yeah, I'm seeing the shit you guys are saying. Okay.
1: Yes. Keep going. We'll probably
0: bounce back to this statement, but there's like a little bit more until we get into our real thoughts. So then also on 4th of July, Mauricio does a grid post with the whole family in Aspen. Kyle does some stories. Again, it's not all lovey-dovey, but it is very much showing that they are together, meaning like physically together and celebrating as a family. Okay. So then this page six article comes out titled, Mauricio Umansky hinted at marital problems with Kyle Richards three months before split. And it says, it seemed that things were not smooth sailing from Mariso Umansky and Kyle Richards in the months leading up to their separation. In an April interview with Us Weekly, Umansky admitted that he and Richards had to, quote, work on their marriage. Quote, we've had an amazing marriage, Yumansky 53 said. We've been very, very lucky. Right now we're both very, very busy, and we just have to keep things going and work at it which to me is honestly entirely irrelevant. I'm reading it because it's a necessary part of this timeline, but to say that you're working on your marriage, I feel that's entirely insignificant. I think even the happiest couples that will never be separated would say that they are working on their marriage. I think marriage is a thing that you work at. So I'm not saying there wasn't some more truth to what he was saying there, but I think page six is reaching a little bit.
1: No, see, I disagree because look, of course I, I do agree with you. Everybody's always working at marriage and I think even the happiest of couples are. Happy to admit marriages work, it's not it doesn't come easy, there's always something, whatever. However, when you have studied in the school of Kyle and Mauricio, as I have, and have watched how they speak about each other and the way that they approach their marriage, at least in the public eye, or at least what their gut initial reaction is every time somebody asks about the two of them, it has always been nothing but love, easy, whatever. And yeah, when you read what he says, it, it doesn't sound like shocking at all, but it's just that we've never, ever once heard either of them ever speak about it that way. And sort of his tone, it was very wishy-washy. When you watch the video of him, it's like, you know, yeah, we're working on it. We're just really busy right now. And it just, that has never been their tuned. So I think it was the quick switch up. If they always were speaking like that, and there are couples who are, I would probably not blink an eye, and again, that's why I think this didn't sort of reemerge. Like, if if it had been that intense in the moment when he said that, it would have been a news story. But now it's sort of just being added into this collective putting together the pieces. But it definitely it hit me sideways when I watch it because I'm like, this is not how you guys have been for the last fifteen years that I've seen what's going on here. So. I think it's just like, you know, obviously we're picking up everything, but again, it's only relevant
0: because of how different it is and how much it sticks out from the norm. No, that honestly is a really good point. And it kind of goes into what I was saying to Julie, which is like, Yes, of course, if you are an avid Beverly Hills watcher, this news is going to hit you harder than most. But even if you're just a general pop culture fan that knows about Kyle and Mauricio, you too would probably be shook by this. But really, if you're watching, the reason that this is so shocking is because of exactly what you just said. The way that they both have repeatedly spoken about their marriage in a way that, I don't want to say didn't acknowledge flaws or difficulties, but really just... It was different, but just hear me out for a second. Like a little bit of the Karen Huger vibe in terms of like, this is a fucking institution, you know?
1: (laughs) I almost just spit out my water. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yes, except they were an actual institution. They were Kyle and Mauricio. They were solid as a rock. They built the business together. They had all this money, all this influence. They were so grounded the most like normal quote normal people on reality TV that seemed like it didn't really infect them in such a way that it has with other people I mean I'm not saying they're perfect but you know in a different way and their family was amazing and like it it was almost just this perfect unity and you really felt like they were an institution and they like knew everyone in Beverly Hills everyone was always coming to their house and it was Kyle and Mauricio Goal's So I always just felt really solid about them. And I think that was like a really communal feeling. Like everybody felt that. Anyone who interacted with them or saw them or watched them for all these years or even not for all these years just felt that.
0: Yes, 1 million percent. And another thing I was thinking about this as I was kind of just reflecting on this whole situation is, you know, as we said, Kyle has been on the show since 2010. We have watched them for the last 13 years. And not to say they weren't always very well to do and had a really nice life. But the way that their lifestyle has progressed in the last few years is a whole other ballgame than what they were working with when she first started. You know, of course, her individual success, but also the agency. I mean, that has taken off to a level I don't think they could have ever comprehended when they first started he was still in with Rick Hilton it was a totally different situation and i i think that aside from yes the familial bond the mutual love and respect and all of the romance of their marriage when i say institution i also mean quite literally you know what they had built together it was like this very real acknowledgement and a, a concrete shift in terms of holy shit they kind of grew up together as kids and now they're playing in the big leagues. And so I think that's another reason this is rocking us so much. Personally, not to make this about me, but like
1: I always am rewatching Old Housewives. And right now I'm just like in the thick in the middle of Beverly Hills seasons. And this was like just my comfort, turn off my brain show. And in the last three weeks, I'm not so comforted anymore. <laughs> like no, no. every time they come on now, I'm fucking depressed and they're throwing their white party. And Kyle's talking about how When they first got together, they lived with Farah in like a one-bedroom apartment and they couldn't pay the bills. And now they were having this huge party at this like $100 million mansion that he was selling or he was opening the agency in Puerto Vallarta. It's just, there's so many things. And I guess it's just the feeling that they were always so solid and always such a sure thing. And everybody felt that way. No one ever said anything bad. I mean, once in a while through the years, there was things about Mauricio... Cheating, Mariso being spotted with another woman, but it was actually like a knot where there's smoke, there's fire" thing because it never, ever evolved into more. It never was brought up again. No one ever gossiped about it again. It was literally tiny blips, and that was the most that ever came out of them being this famous and this rich. And like, that's nothing. That's like child's play compared to most people who are on Housewives or dealing with all this or or have so much money. So I just,
0: I never ever thought twice. Yeah, I mean, to say that there were never rumors would obviously be untrue and kind of revisionist history because there have been rumors about him cheating for years. But as you said, they never evolved into anything. And if if there was something for it to evolve into, meaning if there was photographic evidence, like that shit would have come out. You're not on a reality show for 13 years, this famous, this wealthy, this much in the public eye quite literally Paris Hilton's aunt and not have that stuff go viral. Of course it it would have, which is another reason that even if people did have their doubts or believed it momentarily, they never were actually equipped with concrete evidence to stand behind that. And, and I think that certainly contributed to just cementing this fairy tale that they had kind of illustrated for us. I'm like having an out-of-body experience that this is actually
1: happening. I'm not even going to lie.
0: Well, in that case, let's let's take a, a moment for an ad break before getting into the Morgan weight of it all.
1: Yeah, we all need a little intermission.
0: Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me... There is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com, Astapro and go. Uses as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay. So let's explore some of the other theories and the things that are being talked about specifically over the last few weeks. We can kind of start out with getting into the Morgan weight of it all. I do just want to preface this by saying we're going to tread lightly here. One, because we're definitely not trying to speculate on anyone's sexuality, but also because there are very extensive breakdowns where people have broken this shit down scientifically, picked up on very specific clues, comparing photos. We will certainly put links in the description because You're trying to go down that rabbit hole. You very much can. It's not necessarily what we're trying to do here. I think we're more so interested in the timing of it all, the way that it's connected, kind of how it all came to be. Of course, we're going to, you know, there's plenty to talk about and we'll get into it. But like, if you're looking for the most salacious discussion on this, it's not going to be right here. I'm just, I just want to set expectations going in. And I think that's fair to say. Very, that's fair. That's totally how I feel. I know it is. I, <laughs> it smells like real. No, like I'm not saying that this didn't rock me, but like it objectively rocked you harder.
1: I like. I actually can't explain to you guys how this rocked me.
0: I know. I've no, been it, talking
1: to everyone I know about it, but also just having moments of really not believing it and just trying to figure out like what's going on in their house, what are the conversations, how's the trip to Aspen? Like I, I just, I just need to know.
0: Okay, so just a moment of background on Morgan Wade for anyone unfamiliar. She's a country music singer, and her and Kyle first became friends in February 2022. This is a post that Kyle posted from February 17th, 2022. It's her, Teddy, Morgan, her other friend Jenny, and her daughter Alexia. And it says, I stalked at Morgan Wade music on Instagram after listening to her music while driving solo from Utah to Colorado while making housewives of the North pole. And today we met up in person for the first time. The most unlikely of friendships, some may think, but kinship knows no boundaries. And that was really the first time that we saw Morgan integrated into Kyle's Instagram presence. And over the course of the last year, we have seen that they have become very, very close. I mean, you know, Morgan is constantly with Kyle's family, even as recently as last week when Kyle was on live with Kathy and Morgan was there. We know that Kyle has traveled to be with Morgan's family. I mean, at the very least, they are certainly interconnected in one another's lives and have built, I would say, a very special bond.
1: Yeah. I just saw her popping up all the time, I guess. And I obviously never thought anything of it, but I guess it's funny. And like, in all honesty, I always really noticed it because all of Kyle's friends are these very like fancy Beverly Hills women. And then Morgan is like super cool, tatted, like dresses, really funky. So it was like, she always stood out to me and I just loved like their unconventional friendship. And I loved like Kyle was going to her shows and I just sort of picked up on it, but obviously never really read into it that deeply because I think Kyle just like has a lot of interesting, cool friends.
0: As a side note, so Morgan has been sober for five years. And as we know, Kyle said in February that she has been sober for seven months. And, you know, around the same time that she has been active in her sobriety, she's also really taken up working out in a more serious way. We know that she was connected with Morgan's trainer and they work out together a lot. So, At the very least, it did seem like a lot of their interests or the way that they were living their lives seemed to be very similar. Thus, one of the reasons that they were maybe spending kind of more time together.
1: Well, also, Morgan was like a little bit integrated into Kyle's friend group. Like they were going to Mexico and it was with Teddy, it was with her friend Jenny. Like it was with, it seemed like Kyle's group of friends that Morgan came into. And like I said, it just seemed unconventional. Morgan's other friends didn't seem like these fancy Beverly Hills girls. Kyle's other friends didn't seem like these like more down and dirty country singer types. So it just, I kind of just was into it in terms of like her breaking out of her bubble.
0: As we said, we will put the links in the description for some serious breakdowns that have accompanying photos. But people on TikTok, I would say primarily way before any Kyle Mauricio news started, started to pick up on just Things such as potentially matching rings, potentially matching tattoos, Morgan potentially having a K tattoo for Kyle, just some timeline things. You know, There was a comment left on Morgan's photo that said something like, so glad you got some family time and some Kyle time, which people really kind of t- tuned into. There was speculation that started to arise of like, are they just very good friends? Totally. But also, is it possible there is maybe something romantic going on here? And to say that that speculation has maintained would be an understatement because I would say it really had intensified in the last week or so. It's just my entire
1: feed on every single social media platform. I will say something that's interesting is that it intensified her social media presence, but it was just, it was not even just that there was a lot of Morgan, it was in tandem with there being a lot less Mauricio. And that's really what I think sort of kicked off. This concrete, tangible thing that people were picking up on. And, like, literally, I'll put this TikTok in the description. You know, people have made infographics about Kyle's mentions of Mauricio versus her mentions of Morgan. And I think it was just something to sort of grab onto that it wasn't just the decline of Mauricio, it was that there was something else almost filling the void. Not in the same way, of course, but. just almost taking over in a way where a lot of her social media was dedicated to her husband and her family. It was now more her daughters and a lot of time
0: and different scenarios with Morgan. Also keep in mind, as I was saying last week, Kyle and Kathy were on Instagram live together. And Kathy says, we had a whole therapy session and we have a little secret, but, and as Kathy says that Kyle immediately whips her head around, looks up at Morgan and Kyle's like, oh, what's the secret? Oh, that's gonna go over really well. A secret, we don't say what the secret is. And Kathy then later on throughout the live says, I just have to say that Morgan and Kim and Kyle and I have spent the day together today and just laughed and really gotten to know each other and we're having a really good time. And I'm sure most of you know how talented she is and humble and she's from Virginia. Again, these are just little snippets that you know have been taken out from the lives of just things to note. I, I think that is a fair way to say it, no? Yeah, and also, by the way, like we alluded to earlier,
1: Morgan is not the only answer to all of this, and also a potential romance is not the only thing. I mean, I have seen theories that Morgan is a long-lost family member, that she's a half-sister, that also, like you were saying before, because of the sobriety and the working out thing, like potentially there's maybe a relationship there, like a sponsor or a sponsor friend kind of thing going on. I mean, we don't know, obviously, nor is it really our place. But I think it's just, it it is a necessary part of this conversation because it's all everybody's talking about. However, I do really believe that one did not cause the other. I think that there are two parallel things going on here. I think that Kyle and Mauricio's relationship stands on its own. And I think that Kyle's life and her figuring things out and whatever however Morgan has fit into her life, you know, a friend later in life and whatever it is. Like those two things can exist parallel and not necessarily infringe on one another in a way. You know what I mean? Like I think we'd give, we have to give Kyle and Marisa their relationship enough respect that it can stand on its own and that it doesn't necessarily have to do with the addition of another person, however she is added into her life.
0: Well, okay, so that's what I was gonna say to you. I think that what I would like to do right now is go into just like full, no bullshit, what are actually your thoughts on what's going on here? Because if you were to ask me, what I would say is, I think there is 100% truth to the fact that Kyle and Mauricio are separated. I think there is truth to the fact that they have been separated, yet living in the same house very amicably and respectfully for a little while now, but things have certainly been on the rocks. And additionally, separately, again, not causation, I think it is possible that there is some sort of relationship, whether it's emotional, romantic, whatever you want to call it, that has developed with Morgan, although I do not think the two are correlated. So th- that's honest that's honestly how I feel about it. and I'm not just saying that. Like I do okay, as much as I want for the sake of their family, them to stay together. I think there's a very legitimate chance that they end up divorcing. I think that if they do end up divorcing, it will be amicable and respectful, and we will see that they will maintain exactly what we were talking about earlier with this like institution of marriage. I think that they will maintain that same level of respect in their divorce proceedings the same way that they have done while they were building this empire. We also know famously they do not have a prenup, which I'm sure also will contribute to the methodical way in which they handle this divorce. I saw some reports about taking out another mortgage on the house and just some other potential financial things that have been going on, which again, I'm not trying to get too deep into, but I certainly could see going on there. And also in light of their separation and maybe Kyle entering this new phase of her life where she is redefining her priorities and discovering a new side of herself, is it possible something is also going on with Morgan? Like, I'm not gonna say no. And I think that that's okay to say.
1: I actually don't know where to begin with my thoughts because I've, like I said, been spiraling and also gone down every avenue of theory. And just from what I know about them as a family, and honestly, I think I've personalized a lot of this because I feel like I see a lot of my family in their family, just like the girls, the everything about it. Like It's just, I, I've taken it on. I think that they are very close-knit. I mean, the daughter's still like live in the house and they all work for Mauricio. They're filming, they're buying Beverly Hills season two, literally right now. I think Alexia posted a couple weeks ago doing confessionals for that show. So not that Kyle's a part of that, but you know, the cameras are always fucking rolling. They have her show, they have their show. Everything's like gonna be going on. So I don't know how that all fits into it because it's a lot to take in and then all of the eyeballs on you. It's just a lot. Honestly, I think they're probably in a separate but together thing where they're, like you said, doing things as a family, living in the same house, going to their Aspen house together. They were paddle boarding as a family over 4th of July weekend. Like I think they are trying to keep a normal, consistent pattern while working things out. I just can't even bring myself to visualize as creative as I am. I just can't even picture like what the breaking point was, the conversation, the moment where they were like, What's going on with us, and we're so busy, but they've always been so busy, and I, I what their daughters are feeling, that's honestly what I feel too, because I think you know they're around our age, and they're obviously all over the internet, and they know and they see all of this, and like, what does that look like? I just my no my no bullshit answer is that I just don't fucking know. Take away emotions for a second. Do you think that they're headed for divorce? I mean, is it possible, this might be stupid, but like, is it possible that they just, for financial reasons and stuff, don't get divorced? I don't know how that looks, though, because then who lives in the house? Who gets the Aspen house? Who gets all the cars? Who gets the money? Like, that's where things start to get really sticky because I think even the strongest, most amicable of separations. You think, oh, we could be friends. We could do this and just live. But then, you know, they start dating other people. I don't know. So my immediate thought was like, oh, they'll just like sort of live separate but never actually like sign the divorce papers. You know, like those people who are not together for years but they're still legally married. That was my first thought. But I don't know. I feel like it
0: almost backfires and then it becomes sour. Yeah, I mean, I just can't imagine... Kyle leaving that house at the moment, specifically before Portia goes to college. Like I, to me, I feel like I that would be really important for her to maintain that stability. I don't know. I I listen just to make my stance really clear. Is there a world in which they work through this and they fully get back together? Absolutely, I, you know. And and if that is what they both desire and that's what works best for their family, I hope for their their sake that that's what happens. I just like I think that it's I. It's like it's okay. at at risk of sounding kind of insane because we do not know these people personally, I think if you try to take away like the emotions associated with being a diehard Beverly Hills watcher for the last 13 years and you just think about it from their perspective of like, This does happen where people have unbelievably love-filled marriages where they created a beautiful family and a beautiful life together. And in the next phase of their life, they just realize, you know what? It is no longer serving us. And like, it doesn't have to be this deeply heart-wrenching thing that I think we are viewing it as. I know that may seem like a radically positive take. I just, I, I think there is a world in which like, it It wouldn't just appear to be amicable. It genuinely could be amicable because they have realized that, like this served its purpose for such a large part of their lives, and they are nothing but grateful for that. You know, like, I don't think that's the craziest thing ever. Well, I also think it's
1: literally impossible for us to have a really good feeling or understanding because we actually know nothing. Like when you really break it down of what we know, Everything we've said, basically, besides for their statement, is pure speculation. So there could be so much more that goes into this that we have absolutely no idea about. You know, we have no answers. We don't know if it's a Kyle or a Mauricio thing, who started it, what their things going on behind closed doors, if it has anything to do with outside people. Like there's, I mean, personal struggles, health, we have literally absolutely no idea. So I just like... Uh, every given scenario, I have a different answer. So I think until we really hear from them, which I I don't know to what extent we will, I think in some way we will because I really think they are open like that. And also I, I do feel like Kyle feels the sense that she owes it to everybody who's been on such a journey with her and now she's acknowledged it publicly, like she can't just sweep it under the rug. But I think we will get something and it will help guide our decisions and our feelings on it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that we we as like viewers and fans can find comfort in knowing that we are gonna find out more. This is not a situation yeah. where we'll just never know. I, I I believe at least. I know. Yeah, I just it, no, it's it's nuts. I mean, it's nuts. The fact that they listen, everything feels like all fun and games until there's a statement made. Even by the way, f- forget about their statement. I'm talking about just the people one. That was like holy shit. Where there is smoke, there is fire. That was like the yeah. biggest you know definition of that. I mean. I don't know, you guys. It's a wild ride. Of course, I'm just going to mention this because I know if we don't, people will say it. I know everyone is now referencing that, you know, clip of Alison Dubois, the medium, where she looked at Kyle and said, you know, he will never emotionally fulfill you. I know it's like amazing meme-wise. I just like can't go there. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think about it so much, like what you were saying. I don't relate to their family in the same way you do. Of like, obviously I'm an only child, it's a totally different thing. But like, I just put myself in the position of their kids. And like, if I'm their kids... I don't need to be seeing that fucking clip of that psychic. So, like, I don't need to go there. Like, I understand it's meme worthy. It's just not something that I feel the need to discuss, you know? It's meme worthy. And it
1: also feels like we were all there. So, to be able to reference something from so many years ago that now has become almost true, maybe it was a lucky guess. But again, it was something at the time that we actually never thought. We literally were like, this is the most ridiculous thing. Like, you pick the worst woman at the table to say that to because that will never happen with Kyle and Mauricio. I just wonder because Beverly Hills wrapped, if there was any talk of it or it as a storyline, it it didn't come out. I mean, it's still possible that we could be getting something about it on the show. You know, like there wasn't a leak. I think we will. You do?
0: Yeah, I do. I'm not saying that it'll be like to this level, but I certainly think that, yeah, I do, honestly. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's hard because let's say they had announced their divorce or that they do before the season airs or before the reunion films, then they have something to work backwards off of. But right now it's in such a like wishy washy limbo stage that it's not like they can flash their statement and then say like six months earlier because right now it's like kind of nothing. So they can't, you know, they can't, they can't do that to her.
0: No, but there's always next season she definitely secured her
1: diamond one more year. Not that we were worried about that, but.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's, these are like the moments where you, and I know we talk about this constantly and I, I know you and I, like we really feel this responsibility as, I guess, commentators in the space of like, holy shit, this is the wildest thing ever. And also like, they are real people. And I, I just feel, I don't know. I just feel that that balance needs to be struck when you're like, again, talking about it with your friends in a group chat, that's one thing. And you're talking about it like this. I do think that you have a responsibility of what you're contributing to like these people's real lives. Yeah, because again, like everything we're reporting is just
1: people talking. Yeah. Like literally the only tangible thing is what she said. So yeah. it's all sort of just floating around that. But God, oh, yeah. now I'm curious what we're going to be reporting. Like, like if you told us this a month ago that we'd be reporting on this, we'd be
0: like, what? Yeah, I know that's a thing. Man plans, God laughs, as they say. <gasps> God's laughing now. (laughs) Yeah, he is fucking cackling. Okay, let us take a momentary break and then come back with Orange County. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. Get warm, rather ready with quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash CBC. I saw a
1: tweet tonight from the third king 0208 that said, If you had told me a few years ago that RHOC would become one of my comfort shows, I would have laughed in your face. LOL. I thoroughly enjoyed that episode after a long day at work and a tedious workout. And honestly, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like this is the relaxing, just inconsequential, easy housewives watch where there's such a perfect balance of fun and drama and it's just not so serious. I think we've had a lot of heavy content on Housewives recently that I'm just having a really good time.
0: And I think these women are in a really, really good groove so far. Totally. And it's that in terms of like some of the content on other shows just being so heavy, but also the fact that, you know, OC went through the ringer there, you know, like it was touch and go for a second there. So to now actually look forward to OC, it's such a welcomed change of pace for me. Like I'm thoroughly, as he said, I am thoroughly enjoying it you know, I wouldn't be me unless I brought up that reunion
1: and they were on that fucking stage and Bronwyn was in leather boots and Shannon was in her skater outfit. Like the only way was up. Yeah. But this is up. Like I'm really enjoying myself here. And I think I just, I love all the women. I love the casting that they did. I feel like I know them really well, but it's still a fresh dynamic and it's just, I'm having a great time.
0: Well, I mean, the we talk about this all the time, but like the depths of the friendships are seriously making it here. This Tamara and Shannon stuff when they're sitting together crying on the bed, you know that is truly felt. And even by the way, the, you know some of the newer dynamics that do have depth, such as Tamara and Taylor. We know that they bonded because we watched them at Dorinda's house. Like, what a fun added side plot to all of this. We also know Taylor's like whole
1: life story, her whole past life. We've seen her dynamics with some of the other women in Beverly Hills. It just, we know how she fights, you know what I mean? So to see her now sitting down with Heather, it's like, how do we get here? How are Taylor Armstrong and Heather Dubrow fighting in a, a barn in Montana about Heather's IMDB page? It's just so perfectly iconic in the best way.
0: I know it's like so strange, yet it simultaneously feels so right. And also just in terms of depths of the friendships, even though we're not that familiar with Jen yet, clearly she has a legitimate history with Tamara as we're seeing more and more, you know, specifically on this most recent episode, just how kind of deep it does go. But that also adds some substance. Like I think, I think that is the word that I am looking for here. It's fun and light while still feeling like there is substance. And that is a hard balance to strike when you are in the midst of such a cast shakeup.
1: Yeah, I so so agree. It's it's really it's hitting. It's hitting. I mean, okay. First of all, this Heather Taylor thing. Heather Dubrow delivered an incredible monologue last week. Do you think my response to that was like, okay,
0: I want to see that on her IMDb,
1: right? Like, add that to the fucking roster.
0: Yeah, that was perfection. And by the way, I say that as a very big fan of Taylor, but I was so overwhelmingly on Heather's side. Not to say, yeah. At times, does she have the potential to maybe come across condescending? Absolutely. I truly believe in this circumstance. That was not what was happening here.
1: No, but I also really did agree with Heather that when you heard Taylor lay it out, it was a lot of sort of projecting her own feelings onto Heather because she was like, you left it there. So then I felt like you'd never want to do this small movie part and that it wasn't good enough for you. And that you know, if I was in it, then how could you want to be in it? And Heather is like, I never said any of that. Perhaps her actions made Taylor feel that way, which a lot of times I do see how Heather could come across that way. But it was a big story that Taylor made up in her head that she was then blaming Heather for when Heather was just like, I didn't really believe it was real because I didn't really get the real hardcore offer instead of you just playfully being like, want to be in
0: my movie? Yeah, I mean, what Heather was responding to was a lack of logistical clarification. And what Taylor was putting out was some deep insecurity about her inexperience in the acting world. And the two are completely separate. It was Taylor's conflation that I think just made this into, one, something that it didn't need to be made into, but like something I'm so glad it was made into because that was a great scene. Yeah. And one thing about Heather,
1: you don't fuck with her career or her accolades and what she's done in her past because she is so proud of it. And I think as we saw a little bit in the earlier scenes too, it hit at a point where she was trying to figure out where does her career go next and what does it look like for her because she put a lot of things on the back burner for so many years to raise her family. So I think then Taylor insinuating that there was like a gap or that she didn't do a lot. It it was just directly in that soft spot that was already sort of at the top of her mind. It was just, again though, not a life or death dire situation. Taylor bringing up the IMDb and sitting at lunch and scrolling with Tamara, like this is perfect petty gossip because it's not the end all be all. It doesn't have to do with anybody's kids or families. It's just sort of, Go- drama, gossip. And I know for a fact that they'll be able to move on. I think they probably won't get along, but it's not like they absolutely hate each other and will be arch enemies for the rest of their lives. And that's exactly the kind of drama that I was
0: craving. Oh, me too. I mean, the real thing here is the fact that Heather in this current moment fully believes Tamara that Tamar wasn't engaging in that way. Meanwhile, Tamara was leading it. I mean, that's the thing with Tamar. It's like, I am so happy that she's back truly because I think she makes excellent television. But if I am a fellow cast member or really just a friend that exists in any sort of public sphere with her, I'm not trusting her as far as I can throw her. Like I think Tamara, forget about being out for herself. I don't even think it's that. I think Tamara is out for making the best show above anything else, which I can respect as a viewer, but I, I don't know how you get overwhelmingly close to her without having a little bit of that fear in the back of your mind somewhere. Do you feel that way?
1: Yeah, but I also feel like people cut Tamara slack or they give her like the Tamara pass. And it's like, oh, that's just Tamara. Of course, she's stirring the pot. That's what she's here for. That's why they brought her back. And I think people, uh, the other women have a little bit of like, not that they're afraid of her, but that it's much better and easier to stay on her good side and just know that that's the game she plays than really getting into it. But I don't know, sometimes the people that stand up to her end up being the strongest housewives too. So I'm interested to see how that plays out this season. But I think she's really mastered the art of stirring the pot, but also managing to somehow keep her hands clean.
0: Yeah, and I think to your point, it's not that people are afraid. I genuinely think it's just a lot easier a lot of the time to not get yeah. into it with her because she fights dirty. Totally. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they are the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's designed for long-term retention. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you. This gen stuff is wild. I mean, there's two things here. Obviously, you know the whole tamer situation with Ryan apparently saying that about Tamar. and of course tamer never voicing that to jen until now in front of the other women which if i'm jen and i'm really hearing this i find that to be deeply fucked up as a friend but we can put a pin in that for a second i also want to talk about jen and what's going on with Gina it's hard because
1: i of course feel sympathy for Gina but it really hit for me when jen was like it's not my place or my problem to make you feel comfortable. And I was happy when Gina was like, you know, I I like that I'm getting to know her because it allows me to see past the, the first impression, things I heard about her, which was about the infidelity. That was sort of like how they dove into this relationship because they're on the show and because of Tamra. I just, I don't know. And I think it actually got even more interesting was when then she got upset and went in the car with Heather and they had the conversation about how she now
0: deals with this with Travis her current boyfriend. Yeah, I mean that's a whole separate thing and honestly those are the moments when even if Heather's delivery from Dina's perspective can be harsh at times, to me those are the moments when like Heather is really looking out for her. You know, she's not doing it for the drama of the show. She is really trying to be not only a friend, but I I do think a little bit of like maybe an older sister role towards her. But just to go back to you know Gina's interaction with Jen, uh, listen, I've never been cheated on and I've never cheated myself. So I I don't know what it feels like and I'm not pretending to know what it feels like. And I have to imagine it's a deeply painful situation. At the same time, it's not something that Jen feels great about. It's not something that she's going around you know, bragging about and saying as though there's absolutely nothing wrong with anything that went down. It was something that she went through that she didn't feel great about that her and her ex-husband worked through and had been able to come out the other side. And for everyone there, I felt like to just shame her constantly was like really fucked up. I understand that it was coming from the place of Gina feeling really triggered by it based on her past and then some of the other women looking to comfort Gina. But in the process of comforting Gina and Gina having this reaction herself, there's Jen left feeling like a total piece of shit for something that impacts these women 0%. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I couldn't get on board with that. I really couldn't. I just thought it was a totally unfair way to treat Jen when she's just being honest about her situation. She's not saying she was right. I mean, is she potentially twisting the truth a little bit because that is how she has to rationalize it in her head? Maybe. But like that, it's not her responsibility to tell you guys exactly how you think that it should be told. I don't know. I thought that was wrong. Right. Like, she
1: wasn't parading around saying she was so proud of the way that things went down. It's just her truth. And it's like what happened in her life, and people make mistakes and things happen the way that they happen, you know? And I just, it, it was a lot of Gina almost testing her to see, like, well, how do you feel about it now? And what would you do differently? And how could someone do that to someone because she has had it done to her? It, yeah. I just, I don't know where we go from there. And I think Jen's in a really hard position because, you know, she's coming into this group and she's caught in the crossfire and she's sort of looking to Tamara to be like, you're my friend. What's going on here? But Tamara's the one that's making it even worse and saying, not only is it bad, you're also like lying about it and making it even more of a thing. And now it's more lies on top of lies. So not only are they skeptical about you because of the way your marriage went down, which like is not really their business, but now, on top of it, they feel like they can't trust you because I'm insinuating that you're actually not
0: telling the full truth. If I'm Jen, though, I am feeling completely ambushed by that. That's what I was saying about Tamara. It's like, yeah, is her saying all this, making great TV and... and thickening the plot? Absolutely. I just think that sometimes what happens with these women, not so dissimilar from Danielle on Jersey being totally thrown that Jen and Teresa kind of played her. Like, I, I think that your rookie housewives don't realize just how dirty these people play. And I think that if you're Jen, you're like, holy shit, that was, <laughs> that was a fucking
1: knife. It feels like a girl who brings her friend to a sleepover and then like Joins the other team and pulls pranks on her all night.
0: It's like, well, you brought yes. me here. I right. thought we were friends. Exactly. I, I, I don't know. Those are the moments when I'm like, Tara, I love you, but like uh, an arm's length distance away. <laughs> I know. You know. Yeah, because nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. I also think. I don't know. I, I, it was like in that moment when Gina was having a reaction, which again, I don't mean to come across as not empathetic to what she was going through. Clearly she has some major trauma associated with her past that she is actively working through. But like, because her reaction was, I don't want to say over the top, but because she was having a very emotional reaction to that, it was almost like the you know attention and focus immediately went onto her. And sometimes I feel that when people emote in that way, it almost paints like their side is the more uh, valid one because they're the one having the more emotions around it. Or, like, if we're actually looking at it, here is Jen with this group of women she's just now being integrated into being deeply shamed for like, something in her past, which I think is equally as upsetting of an experience as Gina was going through in that moment. It was just her reaction didn't call for the same kind of attention. I, 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 I was struggling with this one. I was really, I was really uh, struggling with this because I felt that it was not fair. I
1: agree. It's, it's just not fair. I mean, Housewives isn't fair, but I I just think Tamara knows she'll have to answer for it, and she doesn't care enough. And her bringing up the thing about her boyfriend saying that he wanted to fuck her was such an OG move, but also I was like, oh, you
0: you did not change at all. You are still the old Tamara that we know and love. I mean, as a total side note for a second, and like, I hope that I am wrong, this guy seems like bad news. It's like, if it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, whatever that expression is like, it's, it's a duck. Like we are dealing with a duck. It's a fucking duck. Yeah, it is a, this is duck central up in this bitch. And I, and the the saddest part about it is that like, she knows it. You know, she's not, the reason I can appreciate Jen is because she's not coming across as entirely delusional. She says, yeah, you know, I'm madly in love with this guy, but of course I have some of these fears.
1: Cause he says to her face, I've never been faithful to anyone in my life. And, you're you included
0: yeah exactly i I just and then the thing about the dick pic on snapchat and the select all like and then it's like you know Tamara knew about the message saying thinking about my limp dick i'm like okay this there's just some things that you at this age dating a man that you should feel this safe with should not have to be answering to you know once she said snapchat like fine text snapchat was when i was like all right This is this is not going to end well. No, no, not going to end well. I don't know. This is I'm loving it. By the way, time of my life in Montana. Time of my life. I usually hate like a
1: kitschy trip, camping, shoveling shit, just kind of story because I think that they like really play it up for the cameras. But like, I'm I'm sorry. I love OC. Never thought I'd say it. Everything in this episode, I never thought I would say. Like, this episode feels like I asked AI to make an unrealistic podcast episode outline for us. And here we are. And it's about Kyle and Mauricio potentially separating and Orange County being like our favorite Housewives franchise at the
0: moment. (laughs) And something we didn't even mention, but goes beautifully in that theme is. Michael Jordan commenting on Larsa Pippen's relationship with his son, <laughs> like talk about something AI would create. I mean that that feels like you know straight out of Scottie Pippen's nightmare book. I, Those two I are podcasting. Know. They're they're coming for us. They're coming for our fucking throats. I'm so glad that they started this podcast though because it the clips of them, but. I, we didn't even explain that. We're talking about Marcus Jordan and Larsa. The clips of them doing promo for the podcast is like the most insight into their interactions we've gotten. And I'm obsessed with watching it. Same.
1: It's really crazy that the way that they launched their relationship was by launching a podcast together. What's it called? Codependent? Something like that. Oh, separation anxiety. Sorry. Same thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's uh,
0: you, you know, Larsa's just doing, doing Larsa. God, I miss her. I can't wait for them to be back. Yeah. And Lisa still dating that guy that she came to our podcast studio with, which if you would have asked me if that was her boyfriend, I would have told you 1000% no. That is still the one of the most shocking things.
1: She said it was her social media manager and we believed her. Yep. It was him and Marcus Jordan just sitting there with us. In all fairness,
0: we were kind of distracted by Marcus Jordan. And Larsa. I was distracted also just by like, I was distracted by the whole thing. I mean, what do you mean? I was like, I felt like I was in heaven. Yeah, he
1: was lowest on the totem pole.
0: Yeah, in the scheme of things. Aye. Okay, well, I think that is all. You guys, we are so happy to be back. Thank you for being here to process all of this with us. We love you. We will see you later this week for Kardashians. And thank you for listening and letting us do this.